Arnie Roda-Roberts, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with NITV Radio today. And we're talking to you in the lead-up to the 10th anniversary of NITV becoming a free-to-air broadcaster. You were a staunch advocate for the establishment of NITV and you went on to host the launch event of the channel in 2012. How does it feel to be here now, 10 years down the track? You know, having had free-to-air with NITV for 10 years, we really have seen enormous change, not only across our own community, but I think there are many Australians now who tune in to get a little bit of cultural education. I'm so proud of it because I think what it has done is shown not our own people, but everyone, how proud and valued we should be as the oldest living, ever-adapting culture on the planet. But I think for our grandparents, having something like this was not seen as a possibility that we would have our own network. And with that network, we're able to have our own voice and show things from our philosophy and our lens. And that is, that is a game changer. And your work in this field started long before NITV. In 1989, you became the first Indigenous presenter on primetime television. Comparing then until now, how much has changed in the media landscape in Australia for Indigenous people? There's been such a change in the landscape. If I look back to um, my early days in television, and I actually was afforded that title of first Aboriginal host of primetime current affairs program was a show I did at SBS called Vox Populi, which was a multilingual current affairs program. And through my involvement with that, we were able to shift and have some stories uh, on Indigenous issues. And one of the big landmark stories, which was covered by Sarah Turnbull, one of our reporters, was the asbestos mining at Bayougal. It took another 20-odd years for that to hit the mainstream. And um, 60 Minutes went and did a story on it. But we'd already done that story. And I think what it shows even today, NITV um, has that ability to break stories. And, of course, sadly, the recent story of our young man in WA we broke that story, and again, it took three or four days before the mainstream media picked up on that story. So I think there is an absolute necessity, and it's vital to have our own network. And along with our own network, we also have our broadcast radio, podcasts, various other digital platforms that we work with on NITV. And I think in the partnership around the country as Converge occurs in Alice Springs this week, our media has grown so much. But to know that we have our own television network, our own radio broadcasts and our own print media with Koori Mail is so exciting. There was a vision from our old people to have this platform and voice. And I am, I, I, I don't know, inspired, I guess. I can't think of the right word, but it fills me up when I look at our young people who not only can operate in a mainstream world, but they have those footprints that are steeped in their ancestors and they're able to tell stories that sit in the 21st century but also reflect our cultural pride and our value. 
Definitely. And so during that time, what has been one of the best moments for you uh, working with or around NITV? Oh, there's so many. Gosh, I'm try- I think more recently was the coverage of the floods. You know, that affect many communities across our country and, of course, indeed the fires as well. So hearing those stories and then seeing, you know, stories such as Victor Stephenson being interviewed and talking about fire management from an Indigenous perspective and then looking at solutions for those who live in those areas is really, you know, encouraging. I, I think... Um, SBS had a television show based on domestic violence and then NITV was able to do a special. We say no more. And um, for me, that was profound because one, I got the opportunity to work on it, but also to see young men stepping up, actually taking responsibility uh, for violence and trying to find ways to overcome and not blame alcohol or trauma, but just let the responsibility sit with them was a great shift. And I I just love those sort of stories that we tell because we're starting to own our truth. And when we own the truth, Australians then will learn to own our truth telling as well. Definitely. And like you said, NITV have broken so many important stories and really been at the forefront of a lot of important issues for our mob in getting that into mainstream media. And I guess one of those and one of the primary reasons for the establishment of NITV was to give Indigenous people control over their own media in response to the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody. Do you think its purpose has been served? Oh, look, I think every decade, every week, there's something else that we know NITV can fulfil. If we go back to the Royal Commission and we look at all those points, only so many were met. But having our own national television, I think we really have to consider those pioneers that were in television before we got NITV. People like Uncle Lester Bostock at SBS, who wrote The Greater Perspective, the first protocol manual. Um, Jimmy Everett at ABC, Wall Saunders at the AFC. So there were lots of people who went before us. And I think we would not be in the place we are today had we not had great matriarchs like Arnie Pat Turner and indeed young filmmakers like Rachel Perkins really driving the necessity for our own network. But I think what I'm greatly proud of today, and I don't think a lot of people realise this, the general manager uh, of um, NITV, Tanya Orman, uh, Denning, okay, so she worked tirelessly from those early days with Arnie Pat at NITV. But to know that she, I think, is possibly the only executive in mainstream television and as an executive as part of SBS, not because she's Indigenous, but because she's at that level, is profound. It's definitely something that's good to see and be able to look up to. And I think another really important role within the organisation is our Elder in Residence, which is the role you're currently in with NITV. When you were first appointed that role, you described it as coming home. And now you're in the second year of that. 
What is something that you've been proud to work on during this time? Look, I think one of the great things to, one, have that position, and it is sort of a first position, so we're mapping it out, and it's many things. And community engagement is one of those principles we highly treasure at NITV. We want to have relationships with our communities, and particularly at grassroots level, because that's where we all come from. We all come from communities. And to be able to go back to a community like Mutajulu and to have that 10th anniversary is not only exciting, it continues the relationships we have with that community. I'm so thrilled that we are back in the heart of the nation because when we look at our communities like Mutajulu and what has occurred in 10 years from the intervention to chronic illness such as um, kidney failure and the solutions and the positivity driven by our communities. Mutajulu raises money to bring in their own dialysis units so their men and women don't need to travel into Alice Springs. As hosts of this event, they embrace us, but they impart so much cultural knowledge. So I'm really excited about the 10th anniversary to know that we will see and hear Inma from that community. And for many Australians, they will get to see that community in a very positive light. They care deeply for their country. And I hope with our 10th anniversary amazing program, you'll be too touched by that community. It's definitely something that everyone is so excited to see. And uh, my last question for you today is, where do you see NITV going in the next 10 years? That's obviously also so exciting to think about. NITV has, you know, when you consider it's so young compared to the other networks, but here we are winning Walkley Awards, an industry great, best standard. That's exciting. But I think one of the great things we do well is our acquisitions. When I look at our children's programming, and I think we are making great strides uh, in that format, and it's something for the future, and I can see us developing such great new material, and that's exciting because that's for that next generation. it's It's a tool where we can continue our song lines and the knowledge of of a cultural system through children's programming. It's so exciting. It is definitely such an exciting space and also one of my own favourites. On that note, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on NITV Radio. Auntie Rhoda Roberts, we really appreciate your time. Is there anything else that you wanted to add or you think that our radio listeners should know or be thinking about? Look, radio is fabulous. It's always with us. And I have to say, having gone through these last lot of floods, radio is always accessible. So we can never underestimate how important broadcast is. But I've also got to say, one of my absolute favourites in the last couple of years has been straight to the plate. It's so nice to see Aaron Fajardo on our screens. But it's so vitally important that we always remind ourselves that the other Indigenous peoples of the country is the Torres Strait Islands and they have so much to offer. So I actually look forward to more Torres Strait Islander programming as well.